Last month, a wounded IDF veteran with PTSD set himself on fire in an act of protest, leading to a government plan to reform care for veterans with PTSD. Hi, I'm Avi Posen. And I'm Sarah Himmelis. And this week, we're unpacking the question, how does Israel handle the difficult issue of PTSD in its former soldiers? We sometimes forget that Israel is a relatively new country, only founded in 1948, less than 75 years ago. But in these years, Israel has fought six wars with neighboring Arab countries, confronted two Palestinian intifadas, and endured numerous terrorist attacks. And of course, only last week, Hamas and Israel declared a ceasefire after the latest round of fighting. The sad reality is that because of all of this, Israel needs soldiers, and a lot of them. Therefore, Israel's had a mandatory draft since its founding. The majority of Israelis enter the army right out of high school at only 18 years old. And Sarah, as someone who lives here in Israel, literally right next door to an army base, I'm not even kidding when I say I'm looking into the base right now from my kitchen window, I can't tell you how grateful I am and how grateful all of us are for these men and women who really are kids who make these extraordinary sacrifices to protect us. Totally. The service and sacrifice can't be taken for granted. However, this comes with an enormous price. This past Yom Hazikaron, Israel's Memorial Day, Israel remembered almost 24,000 fallen soldiers and victims of terrorist attacks. Plus, more than 36,000 Israelis have been physically injured during their military service. Look, and that's difficult enough, but today we're talking about a different type of wound that too many former IDF soldiers experience. Not physical injuries, but the invisible wound of post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. A mental injury that can occur in those who experience a traumatic event, including, unfortunately, as we all know, war and terrorist attacks. The experiences of IDF veterans with PTSD have received national attention recently due to an act of protest by Itzik Sadyan, a 26-year-old veteran soldier. Sadyan served in one of the fiercest battles during Operation Protective Edge in 2014, the most recent war between Israel and Hamas before last week. And he's been living with PTSD since that experience. In an interview, Sadian told an Israeli television station that since 2014, he hasn't been able to sleep through the night, eat a regular meal, or do any of the normal daily activities we take for granted. On top of that, sadly, Sadian had suffered other trauma in his life. His dad died when he was a child. Because of that, he was considered eligible for only 25% of PTSD benefits as opposed to the 50% that he would have been eligible for if he only experienced trauma from the war. Last month, in a devastating act of protest, Sadyan set himself on fire outside the offices of the Defense Ministry's Rehabilitation Department in Petah Tikva. Sadyan's act of protest led to calls by ex-soldiers, politicians, and civilians from across the political spectrum to reform Israel's system of caring for veterans with PTSD. Wounded IDF veterans continued to demonstrate outside the Knesset and the Rehabilitation Department. 
The protest culminated in a government agreement reached a few weeks ago to reform care for veterans with PTSD. The new plan will increase the number of staff working for the Rehabilitation Department. It'll also improve and streamline the process of recognizing injuries caused by military service, especially for PTSD. Defense Minister Benny Gantz, who reviewed Israel's rehabilitation services following Sadian's desperate act, said, quote, We have an obligation to remember the fallen and an obligation to the living as well, including the tens of thousands of casualties who bear the scars of war on their bodies and spirits, both visibly and hidden, end quote. To cover this important topic, we reached out to two psychologists who are at the forefront of efforts to provide effective treatments to those with PTSD. We also spoke with two former IDF combat soldiers who shared their experiences serving as paratroopers in the 2014 Gaza War and how this impacted them after the war. One of the soldiers we interviewed asked to be kept anonymous, so we're going to call him Ari in this episode. We are so grateful to Max Bernstein, a business development associate at a tech company in Tel Aviv, and Ari, the founder and CEO of a startup also based in Tel Aviv, for sharing their stories with us. Both of the conversations were intense and emotional at times, both for Max and Ari and for us. Hearing the raw pain in their voices as they recalled extremely painful events will stay with us. But it's worth it because sharing their stories, helping to destigmatize PTSD, and honoring their extraordinary courage is so important. And that's what we're going to do in this episode. So let's start with Ari. Ari was an officer in the paratroopers and still serves as an officer in reserves. At 21 years old, Ari trained a group of about 40 recruits. And in 2014, Ari led his soldiers into Gaza during Operation Protective Edge. Ari said that although he was not physically hurt in the war, he was injured emotionally. During the operation, Ari lost a commander and a soldier in his brigade. I saw everything, he said. Ari recalled being in shock when the commander died and then speaking with his soldiers to tell them the news. A new commander arrived shortly afterwards to replace the commander who died. He slapped Ari in the face and said, Wake up! Everything is going to be fine. We have to move forward. Ari said that a year later, he started to be really sensitive to everything around him. He said that some noises were really difficult for him. Fireworks, a door slamming, or the sound of someone behind him. It took Ari about three years before he understood that he was experiencing PTSD. But once he realized this, Ari did not tell anyone or get help. He said, quote, I was a little bit ashamed. I kept it to myself. That was the biggest mistake because it got much worse, end quote. His symptoms reached a point that Ari started to open up with his family and close friends. He said he was surprised that there was no judgment and a lot of understanding, and that going back to the army for four months as a captain in reserves helped a lot. Today, Ari's symptoms have significantly improved. When we asked Ari about whether he had sought recognition from the Israeli government for PTSD, 
He responded that he, quote, was too afraid to open that door. I heard from friends of mine that it was a living nightmare to go through that process, end quote. This fits with much of the criticism of how the government handles this issue, that veterans seeking assistance face bureaucratic challenges and an attitude of suspicion by the committees determining their disability. According to the Jerusalem Post, around half of all requests submitted by IDF veterans seeking recognition as being disabled were rejected between 2015 and 2019. So what other changes would Ari like to see on this issue? Quote, I just want people to not hide it, not be ashamed, and get the help they need, end quote. And he added, quote, peace in the Middle East, to have no need for soldiers in fighting, end quote. Amen to that. We also spoke with Max Bernstein, who also served as a paratrooper after moving to Israel from California in 2013. Bernstein trained as an elite sharpshooter and served on almost every border of Israel. Bernstein served in Operation Protective Edge in 2014. His unit was fresh out of training and some of the youngest soldiers to go into Gaza. Their job was to find tunnels that Hamas was digging in order to get terrorists into Israel. He said, quote, It was utterly surreal the night we walked into Gaza. The amount of gunfire, missiles, explosions, end quote. He was sent on missions during the day and night. Bernstein explained that he was too stressed, too scared, and constantly surrounded by danger to be able to sleep. He also had near-death encounters. Quote, There were times I was shot at, times I almost got blown up, end quote. He saw a friend get injured and almost die. After spending three weeks in the war zone, Bernstein and his unit were finally relieved and returned to Israel. Quote, we were all just happy to be alive, end quote. That day, the IDF asked for volunteers to carry out another mission in Gaza. Bernstein volunteered. Reflecting on his experience now, he said, quote, I came out of that physically unscathed, but little did I know that I had invisible damage, end quote. As a lone soldier, after the operation ended, Bernstein had an opportunity to fly back to California. Quote, I thought to myself, no better vacation than California, but in retrospect, it was the worst thing I could have done. The juxtaposition between crazy Gaza and sunny California was unreal. Looking back, all I wish I had done was talk to an army psychologist and other soldiers. End quote. Bernstein returned to Israel a month later. His unit was stationed somewhere else. Bernstein said, quote, It was like the Gaza war had never happened. There was no conversation. It felt incomplete without that. End quote. But he went on with his life in the army. Toward the end of his service, his unit rotated to the Gaza border, near where they had been during the war. Bernstein started to experience strange symptoms. Quote, I wasn't eating, couldn't sleep, and I was jumpy and paranoid. I spoke with my army commanders, 
and it started to become clear to me that I hadn't digested my experiences in Gaza. My brain couldn't comprehend them. I was starting to show symptoms of PTSD without knowing what it was." End quote. After completing his army service, Bernstein met his wife and got married. The PTSD symptoms returned, however, and he began therapy. Quote, For me, it was a mourning process. I was mourning a piece of my personality, a piece of my soul that died. I had to go through a period of mourning, grief, and acceptance. I don't regret my experiences, and I'm proud of my experiences, but I'm a different person now." End quote. He said his wife stuck with him the entire time. Quote, if you're the significant other, the greatest thing that you can do is just be patient and supportive. It is not an easy or linear process. End quote. Bernstein said he would like to see the Army address this immediately after soldiers experienced traumatic events. Quote, if they had just forced all of us to sit in a circle two weeks after the war and just talk about what happened, I really think it would have made a difference. The longer you leave it, the worse it is going to get. Once I started dealing with it and got help, I got better." End quote. On a broader level, Bernstein said he wanted more Israelis to understand that some injuries are invisible. PTSD and seeking help for it is, quote, a really big stigma in Israel. We have an expression, gever, be a man. There's an attitude of, get along with it. We all do the army, end quote. Bernstein added that he wanted people to not make assumptions when someone doesn't have a physical injury. Quote, don't just assume that everyone is okay. Never assume that someone has PTSD or not. Give people the opportunity to seek help if they need it, end quote. Let's take a step back and talk about what PTSD actually is and how to treat it. To understand this, we spoke with Dr. Danny Brum, a clinical psychologist and the founding director of METIV, the Israel Psychotrauma Center. At METIV, Brom runs a program called Peace of Mind, or Masa Shichrur in Hebrew, which means release journey. And the program is for soldiers who have gone through traumatic events, including some soldiers who may not even know that their symptoms are due to PTSD. Brom explained, quote, We invite whole combat teams after they are out of the army for a period of processing their experiences, end quote. He said the program fills a gap of needed treatment for the veterans. Quote, the army wires people for war. The whole wiring in the brain becomes different. But then no one unwires the people. End quote. Things are changing, albeit slowly. A 2018 study conducted by the IDF estimated that 11% of veterans who fought in the 2006 Second Lebanese War experienced PTSD, but that only 2% of those veterans sought treatment. Comparatively, 15% of the soldiers who participate in peace of mind ultimately seek treatment. Brahm said that he hopes that a comprehensive treatment program will become standard for soldiers leaving the army. Because many veterans don't seek treatment due to the stigma of PTSD, Brahm said, 
The program is a way to be proactive and help them understand what they experienced. We also spoke with Dr. Neil Weissman, coordinator of the Psychosocial Recovery Center at the Veterans Administration in Baltimore and an associate clinical professor at University of Maryland Medical School. And most importantly, according to him, the father of Dr. Noam Weissman, head of content at Unpacked. One of the treatments Dr. Weissman provides for people with PTSD is based in couples therapy. Weissman said that for the partners of people with PTSD, education about the symptoms and coping skills is key. He said, quote, the more the partner understands about PTSD, the more they can understand that this is a symptom they can work to address with the trauma survivor instead of taking it personally, end quote. The partner can learn techniques like relaxation and distraction exercises that will be helpful for the trauma survivor. Dr. Weissman underscored that it is important to view PTSD as, quote, a psychological injury, not a mental illness, end quote. PTSD should be understood as a natural reaction to a traumatic event and how many people would respond. Weissman said, quote, just like you can have a physical injury, you can have a psychological injury. If people reframe it that way, then the soldier doesn't need to feel shame. That's the approach we take. It's an injury like any other injury, and we're here to help you address it, end quote. So what's the bottom line here? For Israel, one of the consequences of fighting many wars and an ongoing threat of terrorism is the scars that are not seen. Those scars may be invisible, but they are very real. It's up to us to create a more empathic society that understands PTSD and the sacrifices of those who have been through battle. PTSD is a global issue that every country must address and Israel is no exception to that. To paraphrase from Professor Gil Troy's recent video essay, Why I Am a Zionist, Zionism is about the never-ending work of improving Israeli society and fulfilling its unmet promises. That important work includes honoring IDF veteran soldiers, ensuring people with PTSD get the care they need, and destigmatizing PTSD. Thanks for listening. This episode was hosted by me, Sarah Himmelis. And me, Avi Posen. This Week Unpacked is a production of Unpacked, a division of Open Door Media. Make sure you don't miss future episodes by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the podcast, rate and review us and share it with others. And we'd love to hear what you think. Email us at podcast at jewishunpacked.com. This episode was written by me, Sarah Himmelis, edited by you, Avi Posen, and audio engineered by Rob Para. Rifki Stern is our producer, and Noam Weissman is the executive producer of This Week Unpacked. Thanks for listening. See you next week.